Welcome to Breakout, your number one NFL fantasy podcast from down under. Stats, analysis, and all you need to dominate your NFL fantasy season. Alrighty, welcome to Breakout, your go-to resource for NFL fantasy in Australia. It's Thursday in Australia, and that means it's time for the matchup show. We're here to help you pick the best possible team every week. Before we get into that, uh, of course, I'm joined by my trusty co-host, Mark Ringretzky. Mark, how are you? Joel, could it be better? NFL is having a great season. We're finally out of lockdown. Dan Demands let us out, and the weather's just perked right up. How good's Victoria at the moment? Yeah, living the dream. <laughs> Might get uh, the Sporting Capital Award. We had a few good wins on the weekend, but mate, how about that Card Seahawks game? Oh, I think for me, that's almost like a highlight of the season so far. That was just a fun game to watch, and it's just it was like. You could look at the scoreline and you think, oh, yeah, that was pure offense. But, like, the defenses both made plays at important times in the game. It was a very entertaining game to watch, seeing kind of, you know, Russell Wilson going up against, like, the next-gen Russell Wilson and Kyler Murray. It was uh, – if there's more games like that from that division, I want to see every single one, I think, between the NFC West and the NFC South, some of the, the two best divisions to be watching this year. That's the best part for me. We get to see Murray versus Wilson twice a year, every single year, and they're both just on their legs or throwing it. It's just going to be entertaining games. It's going to be awesome. That's right. I mean, you th- then you throw in D-Hop, you throw in uh, Metcalf, you throw in Lockett, who had a boom game on the weekend as well, and you know all the pieces are there for, for fireworks. It was almost tears to the eye looking at uh, Lockett's fantasy at 45 points. Oh. Well, I know that uh, you know in, in our league of record, um, uh, you know one of our one of our better owners, Ben, had both Lockett and Devontae Adams this week and put up over two hundred points on the week in our half point PPR league. Insane. I had that combination in a PPR league, and that did well for me as well. So sometimes you just get lucky. You sure do, Joel. But I think we can definitely start to uh, put the pieces together on this season. Like, we know that Seahawks' defense is horrible. They've uh, actually given up the most yards in the first six games in NFL history. So uh, you definitely wouldn't play anyone against them. What else do we know? I mean, there's a lot of other things. Like, you just, I suppose, more generally now, it's almost anecdotal over a, you know, a fair run of games. We know that the Dallas defense is pretty trash and their O-line is really not much better at the moment. It, it, it doesn't seem to be clicking there. I don't know why. It's like they do have some of the pieces there to be good. Um, we also know that it's good to play, you know, running backs against the Bills. They, they have seemed to be putting up decent scores over time. Is there any other ones that you've uh, you've noticed, Mark? Well, everyone's talking about Tom Brady and Antonio's coming there and it's all about the offense. But Tampa D, that's a real deal defense. Oh, that run defense, man. Like, you're just not, you're just not willing to play running backs against them, I don't think. Big up front, they're not going to get anything. It was almost like the Pittsburgh run day a few weeks ago, but they've seemed to have slided. So. Yeah, and I suppose um, one of the other ones is maybe people find a bit surprising, like that Miami secondary is really decent, you know? Like they, uh, they're stingy on points. They might not be the best in the league, but uh, these are the kind of things, I suppose, Mark, you want to be looking out for, isn't it? Yeah, especially this half. So we now got the evidence. We know what defenses to play against, and you can pick up people off the waivers, and then you can play them as a stream, and they could, that could be the difference. So, Mark, let's get into it. What are we doing? How are we doing it? Yep. So what we're going to do is we're going to look at the five best matchups at each position for the week. And then we're not going to give you the obvious ones, but we're going to look at, you know, who you can play in that RB2, WR2 range and some streaming options for QB, tight ends and defenses. And uh, we've got a bit of a scoring system. How does that work? 
We do. So every week, uh, Mark and I pick our best stream of the week, and um, the winner of that uh, that battle gets a point each week for the the running backs, for the wide receivers, and for the tight ends. They have to put up at least ten points in order for us to get a point. We want to be giving you quality selections here. At uh, quarterback, it needs to be at least twenty, and uh, the defense needs to put up at least eight. So um, we'll obviously get into that as we go through. Why don't we kick it off with the running backs, Mark? Let's have a look at what we did last week. Um, geez, you'd be pretty happy if you picked any, any of our suggestions from last week. That's why people listen, mate. We're giving out quality advice. And uh, you got Boston Scott. How was that touchdown? That was a dime. That was a beautiful pass. It was a beautiful thing. It sure was. And uh, I picked up Swift and uh, he had 12.8 points. And uh, you had Scott who got 16.7. So you'd be stoked with that. Yep, I'll take the point. Uh, the best of the four we gave you was Antonio Gibson, who put up 18.8 uh, against that Dallas defense. Just log your your players against Dallas at the moment. Um, and even Justin Jackson put up eight points. But um, yeah, what are we getting to this week? So this week, Joel, I'm going to go out on a bit of a limb. The first person I'm going to give is uh, Daryl Henderson. So... Uh, LA backfield's been horrible to pick. We don't know who's going to start, and they keep stuffing us up. But Henderson's still a top 100 fantasy player in the half PPR league. He's got a lot of double-digit games, and I expect the Rams defense to dominate Tua. Like, it's his first game. He's bound to throw a pick or a fumble, especially he gets scared against Donald. And uh, Miami give up the ninth most fantasy points to running backs. So, uh They've given up six touchdowns this year against running backs. So I reckon Henderson's a lock to uh, have a good game. Yeah, don't mind that one at all. Uh, the first uh, player I've got is uh, is Leonard Fournette uh, for Tampa Bay. Now, he probably would have been drafted at an RB1 position, potentially RB1 even two earlier in the year. And uh, his stock's significantly dropped since. But if you're a believer in that Tampa Bay offense, then I think he's the guy now. And I think he's starting to really fit into that offense. He's getting solid use. Um, he saw a season high seven targets and six receptions last week. And uh, Rojo, he doesn't get the pass catching uh, work at all. So I'd expect Leonard Fournette to be making a good dent in the uh, the New York Giants defense this week. Uh, we're not the strongest against the run. And if you've had him on your bench for the season, now is probably the, the week for him to start. But probably even more importantly, because he's probably been sitting on someone's team this year, is that he's still his his value is like still not sky high, so it could be a good time to try and get him into trade um, and, and then put him into your team because I think he's going to be a decent play with uh, especially with the pass catching stuff for for the rest of the year. Joel, you said before, are you a believer? I'm a huge believer. I love Leonard Fournette. I've been busting someone in our league's balls to try and trade for him, and he still won't give it up. But He's a strong runner, and he's had uh, good years at the Jags. And like you said before, Tampa's going to open up the holes because people are going to think that Brady's going to throw. And he's up against my Giants, who the defense doesn't look that good. We gave up bloody 16 points to Boston Scott. So, yeah, good. And we've just got to wait for AB to bring down that entire receiving call. Maybe even the whole team, bit of a locker room cancer. <laughs> That's it. Who's next for you, Mark? Man, I went on another uh, limb. Uh, as you like to know, I go on the left field uh, choices. And I went with Lev Bell. I just thought revenge game, Andy Reid. And um, I was going to go with someone a bit more obvious in Jonathan Taylor. But I thought, you know what? Bell played 30% of snaps last week. He looked way better. He looked like he's gone back two or three years. He had some fresh legs. He caught a lot of the balls. The Jets have given up eight touchdowns this season to running backs. 
I reckon Bella's going to get some. Yeah, the revenge game is just nice, isn't it? We like that. Um, yeah, look, it's going to be, um, you would think, a KC route this week um, against the Jets. So it's an interesting equation, right, with the, what's going to happen with CEH and Bell and whether, you know, that's going to be an overtake in the backfield. Corrib and I were talking a little bit about it on Tuesday or whether it is, you know, more going to be a transition to, to Bell over time. But, you know, as we've seen with Fournette, uh, it takes a bit of time to, to settle into a new team, doesn't it? Yeah, sure does. But I just reckon Andy Reid's going to come up with some good plays to get him in there and, you know, they're going to score. So it might even be the Chad Heaney and Lev Bell show for the whole second half. Oh, there we go. There we go. Final guy on our running backs list. Um, another pick from the same from last week. Boston Scott, Philadelphia. Hard not to go back to back with Scotty here. Um, the Cowboys this week. That's um, that's tasty. So Boston Scott, he's gettable like by by trade. He should be gettable in your league by trade. It's not like you're asking uh, to trade for one of the top tier RBs, and you know in theory you shouldn't have to give up a huge amount to get him. And you just got to watch Miles Sanders' injury status um, into this week. But to be honest, uh, even if Miles is coming back, he's coming back off injury, and you'd expect that Scott would be getting a bit of the workload as well, and he's probably going to get enough enough of the work to uh, to put up double digits. And the Cowboys, uh, they're one of only two teams to give up more than a 1,000 rushing yards this season so far. You had me at Cowboys. That's ridiculous. A 1,000 rushing yards already. We're barely halfway through the year. That's it. That's it. All right. So what about our picks, Mark? Who are you going with this week? Uh, mate, I reckon I'm going to go with... Um... I've got him in my team, and I never actually play him, and I'm going to start him this week. So maybe, maybe I'll put my money where my mouth is and uh, pick Henderson. Mm, okay. I. Uh, ooh, is Miles going to return? That's the question, isn't it? You wouldn't um, even bother against the Cowboys, do you? Would you? You just play a second <laughs> man in Scott, and I get the win. I'll. Um, you know, I, I might give uh, I might give Lev Ball a roll of the dice this week. Ooh. So. Feeling a little bit risky. I'm up four three on you in this in this section now, Mark. It was a clean sweep last week, by the way. Almost four nil points in my direction, and only didn't collect the point on the tight end. I was thinking about freedom, mate. I mean, lockdown. (laughs) Oh, I had my mindset on. Will Dan finally let me out? Because I'm looking at the score in the next category, and it's not doing too well. (laughs) Wide receivers. Uh, So wide receivers. Last week, um, T. Higgins it was my pick. He put up 16.3. You had Marvin Jones Jr., uh, who put up 10.5, um, which is fine as well. Uh, we also suggested Christian Kirk, who put up 18.2, and Travis Fulgham at 9.8. So all solid picks, really. You probably wouldn't be too disappointed if you flexed one of those guys. What about a bit of a hats off, mate? You gave me a bit of stick for Marvin Jones Jr. I picked that one out of left field, 10.5 points. Still didn't take the points on the week. I've got a 5-1 lead over you, Mark. Yeah, but I'm picking out the value picks for deep leagues. You know, anyone could have picked T. Higgins, mate. <laughs> no one was picking T. <laughs> Who are you going with? First one this week, Mark. First, uh, two guys I've won here are a bit uh, obvious, but they're uh, guys that um, for some reason, you know, in fantasy, you lock players into a um, position or in your mind. You just can't trust them and... First one is Robbie Anderson. So um, the Carolina, the, he's a solid WR2, but people still might be hesitant to start him. 
uh, and not trust his record. He's got a great matchup against Atlanta, who give up the fifth most fantasy points to wide receivers. They've given up seven touchdowns. So, May, I reckon it's a great matchup. He's a great start. And if you've just had him on your bench, give him a flex start this week. He's going to be a solid streaming option. Now, you're straight into my flex spot this week against Atlanta, Mark. 100%. It's going to be weird when uh, CMC comes back. A lot of uh, mouths to feed there with DJ Moore and CMC and Robbie Anderson and Mike Davis. Yeah, you'd be concerned as a Mike Davis owner, wouldn't you? Yeah, they said they're going to play him. They're going to rotate it. But anyway, Joel, wide receivers, who's next? Uh, the first guy I've got for you is Brandon Ayuk from the 49ers. Uh, it's hard not to want a piece of a Seahawks game at the moment if you're, you're playing against him in fantasy. And uh, I think uh, it really helped that Debo Samuel uh, missed uh, a fair chunk of this game. And if he misses again this week, then uh, I think Ayuk is, is the guy. You know, he's had 14.5 on seven targets last week against the Pats. And, um, you know, this is a shootout football kind of game with the Seahawks. Could be quite an attractive uh, investment there for you. Mate, he's still got me doing somersaults. That was a great touchdown the other week. And he's a great player. Super exciting. And that Seahawks defense, is, he's clearly going to get yards. Yeah, and he should have been a guy that was on your waivers probably this week, um, maybe even picked up, maybe even still there. Who knows? So, mate, the next one I've got is uh, someone who is similar to what we just said before. You don't know if you're t- trusting him or not. So he's got a good name, Marquise Brown. He's obviously from uh, Baltimore, but they've hard teams to pick for wide receivers because they're such a heavy run, uh, run offense. And Lamar just scores so many touchdowns himself. But they're up against Pittsburgh, and it's a strong D, but surprisingly... They've given up nine touchdowns this year uh, to wide receivers. So I reckon Brown's a wide receiver three who this week can be a top 20 fantasy play. Yep, I don't mind that at all. And the last one on the list for this week we have is another repeat from last week. Uh, Travis Fulgham uh, from Philadelphia. DJX returns to the team. DJX back on IR. How does it go for Philly in the wide receiver core, Mark? There's just no one there, is there? It's a common story, right? And, uh, you know, it was a short-lived return uh, from Deshaun Jackson, and it leaves Fulgham really as the best WR option, I think, in uh, on that team. And they're playing Dallas this week. We mentioned Dallas. Defense, not great. I think you can at least expect double digits. Every wide receiver to receive, you know, 10-plus targets against the Cowboys has put up 90-plus yards on them this year. Uh, so Fulgham's going to be one of those guys. He's going to see that workload. Um, and, you know, not to mention a, a total of six TDs on the year for wide receivers for, for Dallas. And they've only played seven games. So, you, you, it's, you know, pretty much guaranteed that there's going to be a touchdown to a wide receiver in a game. And I think Fulgham's the guy. And we talked about it, uh, we'll talk about it below, but Carson Wentz is on fire as well. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's, uh, he's, he's a uh, a return to form for him. Yeah, return who would have thought? Who's your pick, Mark? Mate, I think I'm going to go with... Uh, I think I'm going to go with Travis. Yeah, I don't mind at all. don't mind at all. I, um, I'm going to go with uh, one of the guys that you brought up in, Robbie Anderson. Uh, there's a lot of mouths to feed, but that hopefully that Atlanta game is uh, a bit of a boom game. So be good to see. I'm going to start him. I'm going to back that up and start him in my team. So looking forward to, to seeing that game this week. Nice, mate. Quarterbacks. 
you uh, you texted me. I was a pretty shattered man on Friday watching the Giants lose to Philly, and uh, we thought, geez, at least Carson Wentz put up 20 points, 28 points, so I might be able to get the win, maybe. And then what happens? Joe Barrow destroys me and gets 34 points. Joe Barrow. Yeah, it's... Um... <laughs> It's unfortunate. Uh, you would have been uh, you would have been fairly happy with any of our four picks from last week, but especially the two that we put up um, performed really well in, in Burrow and Wentz. We also gave you Stafford at eighteen point four and Minshew at nineteen points. Um, not quite at the twenty that you'd want, but um, far from busts. Yeah, we've had a good uh, twelve picks so far from last week. Everyone's had a really good game. Just wait till we get to tight end, mate. Let's not count the chickens too early. <laughs> All right, why don't we get into this week, Mark? We're uh, we're locked at two points apiece in the quarterback uh, quarterback scoring system so far this year. Who's your first one off the board? Baker Mayfield. So uh, I'm a Baker hater because uh, he gave New York Giants a lot of slack and I think he's a bit cocky. But the question is, will he be better without OBJ? Well, last week he got five touchdowns over 30 fantasy points. So perhaps that could happen. And Vegas, uh, he's playing the Vegas Raiders, who are giving up the fourth most fantasy points to QBs. I reckon this is a really good matchup. He's going to be confident. There's no chub, so he's going to have to throw a bit more. And I reckon if you've got your quarterback out there, he's a solid pick-up and play. Yeah, like that. I mean, uh, they've really turned the corner of the Browns, haven't they? Yeah, five and two. Who would have thought? Yeah, no one. <laughs> <laughs> no you'd, one. Hope, you'd hope so with all the money and players they've got, though. Yeah, I think it, I don't know. Maybe it's just it's it's one of these things where you know it's taken a couple of years for this to really click in. Imagine in two years' time if it was Browns versus Bills in a Super Bowl. How weird would that be? Yeah, and I think like the you know one of the most you know stronger parts of the Browns team is also their defense, and like it doesn't necessarily put up fancy points on the board each week, but you know having like someone like Miles Garrett on the team, like he's just a beast. He's a beast. He might get MVP for defense. Love it. Love it. Um, the first pick I've got off the board, and it's sounding repetitive, and I, I don't really like repeating picks, but this guy's still on the waivers in our league. So he's only owned in 64% of leagues, and it's Joe Burrow again. So after a mammoth 34 points last week, um, I thought he might have been scooped up in our waivers as a, as a bit of a streaming option. And I don't know whether it's because Cincinnati people don't love it, but he's pretty ripe to back it up against Tennessee this week, who give up the 10th most points in the league to quarterbacks. And um, something that's surprising about Burrow is he actually ranks first in the NFL for passing attempts this season overall against everyone. So there's a, a mid to high 20s in the realm of possibility here from Burrow. So if um, if you, you're not happy with the quarterback, then he should be a stream this week. They're definitely not holding him back. They're not doing like a tour time or anything. They've dumped him in there and they're just saying throw. And he's holding his own. He looks really good. And I think, you know, the, the, the running back core... And maybe the the O line is not set up to to be a strong running game really with with Mixon and Gio Bernard in there. Uh, it just doesn't seem to be working on the ground for them. But they've found ways through the air. Have you seen Bernard's mustache? It is <laughs> I haven't filthy. seen it recently. If anyone's it? out there, give it a check. look because it looks disgusting, and uh, I love it. But yeah, man, I love the pick. Joe Barrow, he's going to be a top 15 quarterback this year. I'm shocked no one's playing him. And next year, I think he's going to go pretty early. 
Oh, you would think so. You would th- he would have to come off the board um, pretty early. Um, with I mean, the rookie quarterbacks have been going really well this year. If you, you take into account him uh, as well as uh, Herbert from uh, the Chargers, like they've settled in pretty well. So it'll be, it'll be good. It's tour time this week. So uh, looking forward to seeing how that pans out. Herbert's a stud. He is turning me on, that's for sure. And uh, mate, the next one I picked, he's the opposite of that. He's a boring old man, but... He's doing well this year, and that's uh, Derek Carr. So I'm flipping my first pick. I had Mayfield. Now I'm going to go Carr. Vegas has this game going over 53 points, and I'm backing them in. And uh, Carr has three games in a row of over 20 points. So I reckon if you need someone to play, he's a great streaming option. And uh, I reckon he'll be a top 10 fantasy player this week. Yeah, it's a good matchup with Cleveland. Like they, you know, we just mentioned, you know, their defense being strong, but like they're still susceptible. Um, to giving up big scores. So um, I think that's a good pick as well. Um, My final quarterback of the week is Teddy Bridgewater from Carolina. It's a good week for Teddy time. Um, Coming into a game against Atlanta, Thursday night football, be a fun game to watch. I'm trying to block out my uh, morning tomorrow to to get some time to watch that game. Atlanta leaking an average of 27 fantasy points a week to QB on the season so far. So... Must at least put up 20 on the board. You'll have to. And You'll the other thing is, is Atlanta is scoring even if they don't mean to. So it's going to be a high scoring game. Indeed. Indeed. Well, Mark, look, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm wiping the floor with you on the point system. So I'm going to continue letting you pick first. So who are you taking this week? For me, it's going to be out of Barrow or Mayfield. Uh, Vegas defense is a bit better. I'm going to go, mate. I'll go with... Uh, I'll go with Mayfield. Okay. Um, I'm going to lock in some Teddy time this week. Double downing uh, on the uh, Panthers. Anderson and Teddy time. Yeah, well, that's it. That connection. I mean, if that works, then I'm probably going to come off for me this week, isn't it? Fingers crossed it doesn't, mate. Let's get to the most hated position in fantasy football. Tight ends. uh, I'm just looking here, mate. Is that a goose egg? It is. It is. It's a goose egg for me this week. Um, Darren Fells, zero points. And no idea why, to be honest. Um, had very consistent performances up until this week. No one knows what's going on with Houston. They're uh, an odd bunch. But uh, I had Robert Tonyan, who's uh, the little kittle, and he only put up 4.2 points. And, and the best uh, what we gave you last week was Fant with 5.3. So, um, yeah, the fact that I've got a 2-0 lead in the tight end uh, category doesn't really bode that well. It, it's a very difficult position to stream, isn't it, Mark? Yeah, and that's the thing every preseason is you go tight and early because if you don't, it's a hard position to fill uh, week to week. Yeah, how, how early did you go on tight end this year? Uh, I went early. I picked Mark Andrews and uh, he's got five touchdowns, so he's been good, but um, yeah, probably not the same um, value I could have got from someone else in that third round. Yeah, and I, I went late and I feel like it, it is now um, the weakness on my team that could uh, that could cost me you know, a playoff run or something towards the end of the year. So it's interesting. We we always talk about it, but maybe uh, I'll need to make an adjustment in my draft strategy next year. I guess we'll find out when we do our mid-season review just how the tight end category is going. And uh, why don't we move on? There's a man that I am in love with. I picked him up last week. The big man, Gronk. He knows how to throw a party and he knows how to get a touchdown. He's got over 10 points in the last two weeks. He's second most in targets in Tampa. There's no Godwin this week. There's no Antonio. He's got a good matchup. 
and uh, against the New York Giants. I mean, we let a guy called Richard Rogers score 11 points, so surely Gronk's got to double that and get 22. I don't know about double. There's a lot more. Uh, there's a lot more mouths to feed. I think in that. Um, but I suppose it's good that Goblin is out, even though he's probably he's on your fantasy team, isn't he? So it's probably not so good for you. Not so good for me, but I've got Gronk, so uh, I'm playing him. I'm going two tight ends this week. So nice. My uh, my first pick this week is Jimmy Graham from Chicago. The uh, the Saints allow the second most points to tight ends on the season so far, and you know. They've just had this very, like, this consistent hot streak, you know, six TDs across six games that they've played. So, essentially, um, on average, you know, giving up a touchdown a game to a tight end. And, um, you know, Jimmy Graham started quite, you know, quite quietly this week in his game. But in the fourth quarter, when they were trying to catch up and Nick Foles was throwing and looking for someone reliable, um, they found him a few times and he put up some points on the board. And the commentators were asking, why didn't you go there sooner? And I hope they, that's what's resonating in the coaches, uh, the coaches box this week. And uh, as Jimmy Graham returns to the, uh, the New Orleans Superdome, hopefully, uh, hopefully he can put on a show for his old fans. That was a bad game for the Bears offense. And uh, I just don't know. I feel like they don't know if it's Foles or if it's uh, Trusty Trubisky. And, but definitely Foles and Graham have a better connection. So he's definitely going to be the play, a good play this week. Five and two, the Bears. Yeah, they don't look like a five and two team, though, do they? No, we all talk about them like they're two and five. Yeah, um, but wins on the board, right? Uh, they got a big game this week against the Saints. Six and two or five and three? We're gonna find out. I think the Saints might pip them. Yeah. I don't know if Michael Thomas is due to return, but he's got to return at some point. He might throw some haymakers against the opposition against his, rather than his own teammates. That's it. Now, Mark, you, you mentioned just before this guy, Richard Rogers. So uh, fresh off an 11-point game, he's uh, against the New York Giants. He's back-to-back against weak Ds. He's got the Cowboys defense. There's no Ertz. There's no got it. Dallas defense is horrible. And Wentz actually uh, has a stat where he throws to the tight end, like the most high percentage of any quarterback in the NFL. So Rodgers is going to get some. And I think just that Cowboys defense, do you need to say any more? And Joel, who's next on our board? Uh, last one for the tight ends this week. Uh, thought I'd get one a little bit out of left field. He's only 7% rostered. So if you're desperate, I think this guy will be very much likely on your waiver wise. And it is Irv Smith from the Vikings. And um, this is like one of these guys that you should be kind of watching, especially if you're desperate at the tight end position like I am. And I've been keeping an eye across a lot of tight ends. And in the past two games he's played, um, he's had five targets for 8.4 and 9.5 points and about 55 to 65 yards, which is like a pretty classic kind of tight end game uh, in the NFL. And uh, I think if he can uh, continue being uh, that consistent, then you know a lot of a lot of people would be happy with you know eight or nine points a week from a tight end. I thought you were going to say left field. You're going to go back to Drew Sample. <laughs> no, we're not going to the sample plate, mate. We're uh, <laughs> we're looking at Irv Smith. I mean, the Vikings' offense hasn't been. Um, it's getting better, though, I think, the Vikings offense. They're coming off a bye. They'll be well-rested. Still a lot of fantasy points in that Vikings offense. There is with Thielen, and obviously the game runs through Cook. So it'll uh, it'll be an interesting interesting game this week. And, um, yeah, look, I mean, 7% rostered. He's there and he's available, giving you options. Great streaming option. And, uh, Joel, this week I'm going to double down. I'm playing two tight ends in, my pe- in our uh, league this week. I'm going with Gronk. So put my money in my mouth is and uh, everyone else should back in too. 
I'm going to go with Jimmy Graham returning to New Orleans and uh, hopefully putting on a show. Nice one. And I'm going to start him too because I got him off the waiver. So um, why don't we move straight into defense? Ah, uh, defense. I do not like defense. We did well last week, barring your absolutely atrocious suggestion to the viewers that they should be picking the Dallas defense. I actually read a crazy stat that Dallas have put up negative nine on the season. <laughs> <laughs> their defense. So hopefully that would plays them from here on in. <laughs> That's right. So um I've got a three nil lead on you in this uh in this category, Mark. Uh my suggestion last week was San Francisco. They put up seventeen points uh against the Pats. That was a quite a tasty game. Um you gave the viewers a, a good suggestion too in Philly who put up nine points on the on the game. So probably happy with both of those. Uh, the best one we gave you was the Chiefs, who put up 24 points on the game and had a bonanza. Let's move on, mate. And Mark, you gave Dallas, but that's, uh, yeah, we're not going to allow that. <laughs> this week, what do you got? Mate, first one I'm going to go with is the Green Bay. So they're obviously a horrible run defense, and they're playing in a lot of shootouts. Uh, but, you know, Cousins, uh, last time they played this team, sorry, Cousins had three touchdowns. But the Vikings are giving up top 10 points to fantasies. Cousins is turning it over willy-nilly. And I reckon Green Bay will get some, get a few fumbles, maybe an interception, and they're a good play this week for some points. Yep, don't mind that one at all. The first one I've got for you are the Titans, who are playing at Cincinnati. The Bengals have given up 28 sacks. This is uh, our mate Burrow, who's doing so well. He's, uh, he's copped 28 sacks through seven weeks. That's the worst mark in the NFL, full stop. So um, Burrow just seems to be taking them in his stride. Um, but he's always susceptible because of that to giving up a fumble or an interception with those numbers. So Titans could be a good play this week for you. Titans D is coming up with a lot of big plays. They're getting a lot of picks uh, and a lot of fumbles. They're quite a good defense, actually. And uh, the next play I'm going with is just be purely because we've spoken about how bad they are is Dallas. They've got the third string quarterback, Benucci. He might be know? better than Andy Dalton, though. Yeah, fingers crossed. But uh, Washington got 17 points against Dallas last week. I reckon Eagles' defense is a bit better. There's a new QB, and we know that in your first game, you're always going to throw a pick or a fumble. So if you need someone, Eagles are out there. Yep, don't mind that pick at all. And the uh, the last one we've got for you this week is a little bit of a deeper pick. Denver is uh, probably a team that's on your waivers. They're playing the Chargers this week. Uh, the Chargers are getting better uh, on offense, uh, but they don't always put up big numbers. They don't always put a lot of touchdowns on the board, and they sit like in the middle, you know, in the middle of a lot of rankings in terms of their their offense as well. So Denver regains AJ Boyer, so their uh, secondary gets a bit of a boost. Um, that pass defense uh, might be a little bit better against the Chargers, uh, but they, you know. I think, you know, Denver, even though they're not a very good team in offense this year, they are capable of good games, uh, you know, uh, putting 14 points up uh, only two weeks ago against the Pats. Also not a good team, but I mean, you wouldn't say the Chargers are exactly setting the league on fire at the moment. But Joel, you're betting against our man Herbert. Yeah, well, I mean, it's it's not always about... I mean, obviously the scoring brings the points down a lot, but... Uh, you know, sometimes it can be an interception and rookies are always, always susceptible to an interception or a fumble. Not our man, Herbert. He'll be doing a few dusties, be a few stiff arms, and uh, I reckon he's going to have a, a day out there, mate. Who you got, Mark? Uh, I think I sold myself on the Eagles, reading out about how bad Dallas is in a third-string quarterback. So uh, hopefully they'll be able to get some. 
All right. Well, I am going to have a crack at the Titans uh, just for their sack numbers uh, against Cincinnati. They uh, and that O line, they should uh, be able to at least get a few sacks on the game. Fingers crossed. So, uh, Joel, we're going into uh, this week. You're up sixteen six, so uh, I'm behind a lot. But I think most importantly, I had a good win against you in fantasy, so that puts me in some good stead. <laughs> This is this is back to the age-old conversation, Mark. You're in it for you. I'm in it for the listeners out there, <laughs> our loyal audience, the people who uh, pay my rent. No, that's not true at all. But um, look, <laughs> these things happen. I was without Delvin Cook. He's my number one guy. Um, I'm hoping for a bit of a rebound here. I was expecting to lose the last two weeks, and um, one of those as a win would have been nice. But um, hopefully, a return to form for me this week. You're um, you're tracking quite nicely at five and two on the season so far. Yeah, I'm expecting a loss this week. A lot of injuries, unfortunately, and uh, bye weeks haven't helped. But it's going to be a big week of football and uh, kicks off. I'm going to be looking at that Atlanta Panthers game. Uh, what else have we got for this week, Joel? Yeah, obviously that uh, Panthers-Falcons game tomorrow should be a cracker. I think uh, probably the game of the round is the Ravens and the Steelers. Um, and obviously there's there's some other good games as well, Mark. What are you looking forward to? I mean, we talked about it before. Saints and Bears—that's a big game. You know, Saints are four and two. If they lose that four and three, they're starting to look a bit shaky. 49ers Seahawks is going to be huge, and uh, one for us, mate. The NFC East. Who's going to be the leader? Eagles or Cowboys? It's going to be the Eagles, for sure. <laughs> um, but yeah, look, that Seahawks 49ers. That NFC West division is going to put up some good games this year. It's an exciting division. Hopefully uh, someone's got a, a bit of a piece of the fantasy pie there. gives you an excuse to watch those games. 100%. Even the Rams are good in that division too. I mean, I, I was uh, I was thinking, it's, it's, it is possible this year that all four teams could make it to playoffs with the extended um, the extended uh, wildcard in uh, the NFL Finals playoff series this year as well. So um, obviously that would be a first. And um, also very impressive. Fingers crossed. I'd love to see Russell and uh, Kyla Murray play off against each other in the playoffs. That would be beautiful. Oh, 100%. You know, you've got uh, on top the, the Seahawks 5-1, and one, Cardinals 5-2, and two, Rams 5-2, and two, and 49ers are at the bottom at 4-3. and three, Would be leading the NFC East <laughs> quite comfortably. <laughs> so um, exciting to see, though. Yeah, I can't wait, mate. All right, well, look, uh, good luck in your lineups uh, to all the listeners out there. Um, thanks for joining us once again. Mark, as always, a pleasure. Thanks, Joe.